Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along. It's Rob Riles as usual welcoming you along to another episode if this is your first time listening to leader manager coach a real real warm welcome to you check out our back catalogue we are coming up to we are well over 200 episodes and it's not something that i count all the time it's just something that yes i'm proud of but there is so much knowledge and so much wisdom that we've managed to accrue and hopefully we've shared. So have a look back. Please leave us a review if you're one of our listeners who's been with us for some time and you actually like what you hear, you have a, an opinion on what you hear. Reviews are golden. So please, if you can take the time to leave us a review on your favorite platform, Excuse me, that would be amazing. Thank you. So what about today's episode on Leader Manager Coach? Well, I'm recording it. It's on a peaceful Sunday morning. I don't know why I sometimes give a little bit of a backdrop to the podcast, but I just think it helps sometimes, brings a little bit of reality and humanity to it. And uh, it's a beautiful, peaceful Sunday morning. It's quiet. I've been up a little bit early, which is always my preference. Got things done, ticked off my, in inverted commas, to-do list. And sitting here with a with a, a cup of my favourite coffee, re- recording a podcast on some things that I've been thinking about this week. Yes, I can be accused of being an overthinker. And I shared with a real dear friend of mine this week, one of my... Achilles heels, which has been what I call paralysis of analysis. And he thought it was hilarious. He'd never heard of it before, but paralysis of analysis. And this episode is a little bit related to that, but it's also related to some of the things I've been listening to. I listen to a lot of podcasts and try to read widely and I try to learn from all the interactions that I have in my, my daily work. So And the thing that sparked it off again was the process of success. How do human beings, how do we all as individuals make our way in the world and go on and try to achieve what it is that's inside us, that's within us, the divine spark that's within us that that ignites and makes us interested in X, Y or Z. But how do we go on to achieve it? Because one of the things I heard this week or was reminded of this week is how social media can be awash with the symbols and the visions of great success, the stories of other people achieving their goals and dreams and the mantra that, look, you can have what it is you want. And I think to a degree that's true. However. There's a real, real danger in that. And we have talked about it before on Leader Manager Coach, which is the fact that you make yourself feel small 
because by comparison you think that everybody else again inverted commas out there on the social media world is doing really well but the reality is for you look at little old me well i'm not going to go into this now but as we've said before the portrayal on social media is not reality it is a snapshot the map is not the terrain so remember that and everybody has a dose of reality look life is tough no matter what people tell you what people say life is challenging the buddha said that life is suffering and yes we know that it is challenging so beware of the mantra that says you can have anything you want in life because it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed with an adjunct with more detail they say the devil's in the detail and often it is and let's just move away from that for a minute but remembering it i was listening to somebody else this week and somebody i listen to an awful lot i've got so much time for I think he's an absolute genius. He will deny that, but I don't think it's it's out of the realms to, to use that turn of phrase. That's Jordan Peterson. And he was talking about how the Pareto Principle, and he's actually done a podcast episode on the Pareto Principle, and it's amazing. Pareto Principle, if you're not familiar with it, is the 80-20 rule, where so many aspects of life on the planet and so many facets in the world are divided into an 80 20 split approximately where 20 percent of the people create 80 percent of the result where 20 percent of people will create 80 percent of the problems conversely 80 percent of people create the other 20 percent so it's a majority minority equation and within this, he was talking about obsessiveness and how, and please excuse me, I can't remember the figures, but it went something along the lines of where 10% of the world's greatest scientists, thinkers and academics produce 90% of the discoveries or inventions or theories or papers. It may be even more acute than that, that 5%, the top 5% of greatest thinkers, greatest authors, greatest scientists, greatest academics produce 95% of the results. Now, it's quite astounding when you think about it, but it's true. But the point for us on this podcast is that those particular people will not be people who sit on a beach in their favourite chair reading a newspaper, watching Netflix, going down to the bar or the pub on a consistent and a persistent basis. They will be in a bracket that could be labelled and I say could be labelled as workaholics. 
they will be completely obsessive about what they do. They do very little else but work. They may work 60, 70, 80 hours a week, which leaves another, however your maths works, 60 hours a week to wash, shave, eat, sleep, spend time with whatever family that is. But they will work, 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 work. Because that is what they want to do. That's what they probably feel driven to do. It's what they feel they're here for. It's what they are happiest doing. They are obsessive. So what's the lesson going back to what we started with? Which was, look, dream and you can have what it is you want. Yes, but you have to work. You have to pay a price and you have to sacrifice. Period. And it is so important that that is in the equation because I honestly believe that a lot of that is missed out and the message is not clear and it's incoherent. People complain that the top 1% of industrialists, entrepreneurs, business leaders, CEOs, whatever term you want to use, earn more than the rest of the planet put together. Now, I'm not making a political comment on whether that's right or wrong. What I'm saying is, is that once you get to a high level in what you do, very small margins of change create enormous changes in results. One one hundredth of a second is the difference between an Olympic gold and an Olympic silver. We all remember the Olympic champion. We can't remember who came second. We remember who won the Champions League, who scored the goal in a 6-5 penalty shootout where everything else was equal, bar the last kick of the game after 120 minutes and 11 penalties but we can't recall who came second. And both of those teams, if you like, or those individuals will have worked themselves to the bone to achieve those levels of success. And yes, there might be some luck involved and some environmental statistics and factors, but the point is there needs to be work. I was listening to a narration about authorship and how so few authors make it financially. But the art of actually writing a book is not what people necessarily think. It's not about just being inspired. Ask the great authors. They will tell you it's application and it's hard work. Sit down to write when you don't feel like it. One of the interviews that we've got coming up on Leader Managed Coach is a real good friend of mine. Somebody completely inspiring who talked about his work and in the early days he said, I would create 10 things and I would throw nine of them in the bin. And now... It's much less than that. 
What about these kind of statistics? Let's look, take the world of art. Picasso, Pablo Picasso, created some paintings that are now, you know, considered to be the best on the planet. According to history, he, he painted every single day for 60 plus years. And in his life, he used to paint an average of three paintings a day. Add that up and look at how many famous Picassos there are. In comparison to what he did and created, it is virtually nil. But that is the work ethic that it takes to become famous and elite. The composer Bach, according to history, it would take, in terms of what he produced in terms of work, it would take a copywriter 40 years of eight-hour days to write out every piece of music that he created. Unbelievable. Almost unbelievable. The guy I mentioned before, Jordan Peterson, he freely admits that he spent 15 years at approximately three hours a day, every day, writing his first book. And he actually says that he remembers writing and rewriting and editing and re-editing sentences up to 50 times to get the exact meaning right. That, ladies and gentlemen, could be classed as obsession. I doubt that that is easy to do. It's hard work. All these are examples of what it takes to, in inverted commas, to succeed. So what's the question? The question is, are you paying the price? And some of our greatest successes in life come from the fact that we have to ask ourselves the right question. The question I want you to ask yourself today is, are you paying the price? Now, nobody says you've got to pay any price. It's obviously completely up to you. And look, success, the great quote that I became an overnight success after 25 years hard work. I've heard musicians say that. Look at the Beatles story playing out in Munich for six, seven, eight hours a night for years. Look at the stories of the great footballers. Just the practice hours, the practice hours, the practice hours, the snooker players, the swimmers in the pool, whatever it is you want to look at, the golfers, those lonely times putting in the grind and the hours. We've talked about it before. But I feel and have felt this week that there just needs to be another little reminder of all this kind of stuff. It's long term. 
And it's those incremental little things that you often don't know you're doing. You're working in that 4% improvement zone, right on the edge between order and chaos, where you're out of your comfort zone, but you're not so far out of your comfort zone that your anxiety levels are over the top. But it's stretching you and stretching you and stretching you. And you stretch a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. Enough so that the elastic band doesn't break, but it adapts and increases and improves. And do that incrementally over a period of time. And gather the momentum of that compound interest of improvement on improvement on improvement on improvement. And be ready. Be ready for the day when the opportunity may come along and you can grasp it with both hands. Another example, financial investor, Warren Buffett. Allegedly, supposedly, will take six months to one year to study a business, an industry, stocks, trades, and then makes the investment that then lasts for decades or doesn't. Where's the work when you place the trade? No, the work is the time before. Where's the work when you turn up for the FA Cup final? No, the work is on the training ground, in the rain, in the cold, on a Tuesday morning before, on a Sunday morning before. So what about when we set off on our journey? on our hero's journey because that's what they are it takes guts and it takes courage and not everybody will set out on it by any means probably the majority won't so already you set yourself apart by being willing to step out what's going to happen well in whatever form is necessary you will come up against things called challenges difficulties and problems and many people will quit give up won't get over them under them or around them they will rationalize why they can't Those problems and challenges are there for a reason. Because you need to change, to grow, to improve, to get better, to work out something that you do not already know. One of the greatest mindsets that you can have is to embrace the challenge. Now being grateful, having gratitude, for challenges and difficulties is a pretty special place to be. Nobody's saying that you should set out to have a life where you're completely chaotic all the time in an environment that's so stressful for you. That is too much, the balance is too far. But it's about facing up challenges. They say that it's possible to look away and move away and run away and not face your challenges. It's said that that leads to much of the, 
many of the psychological difficulties that people have today, the anxiety, the depression. Is it responsible for the trauma and violence in the world? I'm not qualified enough to say. What I do know is that how, what I do know is how good you feel and how right it feels when you face up to your challenges, even if you don't get out of it what you want. The fact that you've stepped out, faced up to them, gritted your teeth, got on with it and done it, that seems to be what matters. There's a lot of historical evidence that human beings who get what they seemingly want, because we kind of all psychologically aim for this utopia. And there's obviously nothing wrong with that. You know, the, the big white house on the hill. Look, this is all. Paint the picture as you will for you. The house, the car, the job, the career, the husband, the wife, the wealth, the friendships, the relationships, the love the physical ability, the holidays, whatever it is. And that might be a million miles away from what it is for you. It might be the success on the podium. It might be coaching your team. It might be lifting the cup. It might be creating a business. It might be bringing up your family. Whatever it is for you, we create this mental utopia and these stories that we tell ourselves. And we aim for them. And part of that is often aiming for a perfect, challenge-free existence where problems are no longer able to get to it. Well, in all the studies that have been done and all the observations and the great wise people that speak, they often say how those situations where people seemingly have what they want, have seemingly achieved their goals, and got to this promised land. How destructive that is. If they have a certain mindset. And how they will go out of their way. The human mind will go out of its way. To find problems. Because being a human being. Is so much more. Than aiming for utopia. It seems. If the great psychological minds and thinkers and people who really know and, and, and do espouse wisdom, it seems that being a human being is much more than looking for utopia and hoping we get there. The real joy, or one of the real joys, is being on the journey. And that journey is a journey seemingly of growth. And being on a journey of growth by necessity means we have to face up to issues and problems and challenges. And sometimes we have to ask the right questions to, to dissolve those problems and actually to even identify them. That might be the first place we're at. You might be stuck. How many of us get stuck? You don't know which way to go. Not sure where you whether you dare step out. You may be in... The wilderness, as it can be called. That place where everything seems arid. 
and dry. You seem to being to be being punished. You can't find a way through. You can't force any results. Nothing seems to be going right. Time probably to ask some serious questions. Maybe, possibly. And then listen. Sometimes we're in that wilderness because we fear facing up to what it is we know deep down we need to do. And that is the only way out. So there is only one way. Does that bring us to the point where we all need to have that time to be quiet and listen to that inner voice that we all can hear loudly? if we will only but listen. I heard it said again by Jordan Peterson that the best of us will only come out if we have to respond in such a way and that way is when we are truly shaken to the core. So if you're not shaken to the core by challenges, maybe they're incremental. Maybe they come all at once. I don't know. That is only then will the best of us be allowed to grow and develop. These are fundamental questions, but they're fundamental questions that are embedded in your journey to success and I've been thinking about them this week and I've been mulling them over and just felt the need to perhaps bring them forward so that look if you if there's one person out there who listens to this who isn't where they want to be maybe something on this podcast whether you go and listen to Jordan Peterson whether you go and find a book to read, whether it's your own faith or religious and spiritual text, whatever that is. But I do believe that we have to pick up our cross or our bag and we have to carry it and we have to do our work, whatever that is. We have to state what take one step at a time. We often don't know what the outcome will be. But we have to know that that's what we need to do. And sometimes that only comes from being in difficult situations, being in that wilderness, feeling that frustration, understanding that things aren't working out and having to take a different path. Preparing to fail, not be concerned with failing, and not necessarily being concerned with what other people think. If it's been meditated upon, and mulled over, and considered, and it's within the best interests, you know, If a thousand people are doing something and you're not, there's a good reason to question whether you're the one in the wrong. Now, it doesn't mean that you are. 
it certainly doesn't mean that you are because you may be the only one speaking the truth and your truth and as we know from history one person speaking the truth can overthrow a whole dynasty but we have to think I hope you've enjoyed the podcast I hope you'll get something out of it I hope there's one thing in there that helps you on your own journey whether you're leading you're managing you're coaching listen great to chat thanks for your time leave us a review if you can catch you later bye bye